Is your calendar working for or against you? Time is money and calendar management is the key to getting the most out of your time and maximizing your energy. What gets scheduled is what gets done. And in this episode, we'll show you how to be strategic and intentional with your calendar management so that you can invest in what truly energizes you. Welcome back to Bootstrappers, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs scale their businesses fast with the power of remote teams. I'm Gwen Aspen, and this is my business partner and spouse, Jeremy Aspen. And at Antiquim, we've helped hundreds of companies grow with remote professionals. So we're talking about calendar management, which sounds like mm, boring, but honestly, it might be the most important topic there is. And I'm not just saying that. I know it sounds a little uh, overzealous, but time is the most important resource and if you don't manage your time wisely you're gonna miss out on life yeah and in this day and age like when i was growing up it was always expected that when i was coming through professionally it was always expected that you just had to work overtime and that you would you know you know and not charge overtime by the way and during that time uh, that you were working more than you should, that's when you kind of developed yourself and you got to learn more skills. And then you got kind of, uh, you got raises that way. Um, so, but nowadays people really try to, you know, we kind of have a better understanding of life balance, work-life balance. And if you don't have your calendar down, you're not gonna be living the quality life that you're looking to do. Because like you say, everything that we do runs on a timeline. If we don't have the timelines down, eh. Well, and then back to how things used to be, it was literally time in the office equaled like your your commitment to the organization and that's how you got raises. Yeah, but now even, it's more output based, like I don't really care how many hours you put into it. What is the effect of those hours? And we're learning through research that actually those extra hours make you less productive. Way less productive. And you know what they do? And I think this is ridiculous. Doctors are like the, the, the interns are still expected to work ridiculous hours, work on almost no sleep. <clears throat> and this is probably not even all that relevant, except that um, the studies are very clear that if you're working overtime or you're not getting any extra sleep, you are doing uh, worse work. Right. And it's the like, last place you want that to happen is in a hospital. It's like over 48 hours, the productivity per hour goes way down. Yeah. So it's just an important thing for everyone to know that, especially if you're starting a company and you're like, I got to grind, I got to be here all the time, I got to make this happen, you could be doing yourself a disservice. The other thing that really transformed my thinking about time management was the culture index, which is a personality test that gives each individual kind of like a battery bank of how much energy they have. And with that energy bank, I mean, you just have a finite resource of energy. And so given that I have 34 units, according to the culture index of energy, I have to use those 34 units well. Now, other people could have 74 units. It's just based on your body and your... your. And what it's measuring is the difference between how much energy you've got and how much energy you're using to having to use to adapt to the job that you're in. So that variance demonstrates that you're not, if it's a large 
variance demonstrates that you're not exactly in the right role and that you're you're making up for it by putting more time and and unnecessary energy into doing what you should be doing so the, it comes right down to the, the being in the right bus well just being to, in the right seat well just to clarify that point so you're saying that like certain jobs that you're not designed for are going to drain your energy faster so you want to make sure that you're utilizing their finite resource of energy the most effectively by working on things that give you energy that are in your wheelhouse because if you work on things that aren't in your wheelhouse you're going to have even less energy yeah yeah and even when you're starting out a new business the one the damnedest the worst part of it is that you really you are literally doing everything mm -hmm. and so until you get to at least maybe a couple million dollars of revenue you're stuck doing way more things than you should be doing. but you should always be designing the job the job descriptions for the future employee that's going to fill in for those spots and and make sure to keep the things that you're good out that good at in your job description and try as you go on to get the the stuff that's draining you off to the side now and there's an another way that i've done this is um i don't work fridays anymore because um well i, I deprioritize work on friday on fridays because during the week life just happens and in the, as far as you know you've got things to do for work like pay your personal bills or well let's just use that example you always cram it in somewhere you have to cram it in somewhere otherwise your credit's going to take a crap so the idea behind deprioritizing work on fridays for me has been to make it so that i can i can have a consolidated time to do the stuff for myself and my family and and even socially uh on fridays which is an appropriate day of the week to do it i think as opposed to just trying to pepper it in during the rest of the week because that's all that does is add in more touch points and it makes it so you have to switch from work to personal to work to personal and it's just super inefficient so having these fridays off and they say off loosely has been a super effective way of making sure that i have a distilled version of of certain quality certain tasks and so it makes it a much easier to transfer from to go from one to the other so I think what you're just talking about, this is exactly the calendar management that we're talking about. You've identified something that was making you inefficient during the week, and then you blocked time to work on that thing so that you're not transitioning so much because it's those transitions where you lose time from one topic to another, which is why phones are so distracting for us and why we're even though we have so much technology that's supposed to make our life easier and enable us to do more things is actually making us less efficient. And so what you've done, which I haven't done, I'm gonna just be honest, is you've really been intentional about time blocking, intentional about your calendar. I unfortunately am, for whatever reason, this year I've just been kind of like putting out fires and been here, been there, been uber stressed out. And I haven't been as intentional about my calendar and I can feel the difference. There are times in my life where I've been better at time management and January, you know, this winter has not been it. And so, um, so I have to get back to the basics and make sure that I block my calendar. What I need time to do is I'm in charge of marketing and content creation. And so I need to spend my mornings because that's my most 
productive time for me as a human. I'm just good at mornings. And then my energy level depletes throughout the afternoon and I've got to be in bed by nine and don't even talk to me about work after 8.30. And I just know that about myself. So I need to block in my schedule in the mornings time only to do content creation and be creative and write those things out. And so that is an objective of mine moving forward. I do have to say my my assistant who really makes my life so much easier um, and he's a virtual assistant so he's in Mexico and strangely enough we've been working together for four years and I've never met him in person Still, isn't that wild that's crazy uh, but at any rate um, he's been wonderful at making sure I don't waste my time with people who want to waste my time he's so he is being like a great gatekeeper and so i know a lot of people are like i don't need an assistant because i can have calendly links and you can book your time but i swear to god i utilize him for calendar management so much just to make sure that in any given day that those calendar openings are efficient and effective and i'm having back-to-back meetings where it makes sense I have drive time where that makes sense. And he really does make me as effective as I possibly can with all the things on my plate, although I could be better. What I want to do, what I'm going to do this year, is I'm going to do one week where I audit my time in 30-minute blocks and write down what I was doing in those 30-minute blocks to really analyze my time. And I'm really, as I was writing these notes for this this uh, podcast episode, I was really disappointed that I haven't done it yet because time is literally the only resource all of us share. I mean, no matter how much money you have, if you're old, you, you're poor in time. You're poor. With age, you're poor in time as you, as you get older. You have to treat this as the most important resource. And for me to not have done a time audit yet just seems like a real miss. And there's another way of doing it, which a lot of softwares have a way for you to track, like so to assign work to yourself in this case, and you can log in with a a time clock. That's another way of doing it, and it's one that I'm gonna be doing for my staff, just so that you can kind of get an idea of what it is that they're doing at any given time, and get kind of get an idea for how many hours of their workday are are productive. And if you have, kind of a half-assed software, it should have something like that. But that gets into another issue, which is the tasking and to-dos, because those are the, it's such an, it can be such an effective way of transferring, well, of knowing what it is that you have to do, and then also assigning work to somebody else, and you not just giving it up, like through email, where you send an email off and you wait for someone to respond, or they don't respond, and then you never really get, re, get triggered to do the work again having like a ticketing system that passes it on to whoever it is that you're waiting to get the work done. And then it comes back to you on time. And if not, you can do some automatic follow-ups. That's another way of of respecting your time and your employee's time to make it so that you can get through your day more effectively. Yeah. And so another way to make sure that you're using your time effectively is if you do have an assistant like I do, they can do the follow-up for you. And that's huge. So, because a lot of the times, especially if you're higher up in a meeting, you might go to meetings that you're not generally in, and then there are a bunch of to-dos, but there's not a meeting to follow up exactly because it's not like a weekly meeting that you're always in. 
And so having your assistant follow up for you on those to-dos creates accountability and prevents you from wasting your time doing that. And there's a lot of research that goes on, I think, too, at the higher level where it's like, oh, what H, what, what AI software should I use? And you, instead of you doing that research, a nice report can be created for you by someone else. So you don't have to do your own research if someone can compile information for you. And so just being thoughtful about each task, everything that needs to get done, thinking through what needs to get done and if you really have to be the person to do it, and then being sure to delegate it to someone else if they can do it. And it can be super important stuff. Like we just had a, <clears throat> a move from one software to another one. And so I had the, the developers on my team compile that information for you know options because there are tons of options for software these days and they narrowed it down to three and then then you can use mm. that kind of distilled information to figure out okay which of the three is going to be best most likely to be what it is you're looking yeah, for. yeah that's a great use of yeah. the team the other person that i really respect is tim ferris the author of the four hour work week and he has a great podcast called the tim ferris show but he Block, time blocks Mondays off and doesn't take any appointments on Mondays. And the intent there is to be uber organized with the rest of his week. Mm. So he takes the time to be intentional because I think that's where my problem lies right now is I'm not taking the time to organize things effectively. So then the rest of my day is just putting out fires and whatever gets my attention the most. So I probably need to spend some time just blocking an hour or two simply to organize my week more effectively, and then I'll be better at the rest of the week. But I, I just think that this this calendar management, this idea that our calendar is literally everything. It's it's how we spend our family time. It's how, how we spend, we spend our, our friends. It's how we work effectively. That effectiveness is really what separates a good life from a great life. And I think it's easy to just get, and this is what's happened to me, so involved in the minutia of the day and almost like enmeshed with the drama of everyday life in a way. And I hate to say, I don't think I'm a drama queen by any stretch, but nah. just the, the urgent instead of the important, I guess. I'm just so into the urgent rather than the important. I'm not taking the time to step back and manage my most important resource effectively. And I'll tell you, as somebody who has and probably suffers from ADD, and there's, you know, uh, I'm sure no shortage of people that are viewing it that have that, the idea of intentionally putting together a week so that you can be productive might seem a little bit overwhelming, but um, like I'm, I'm liking that idea of a Monday. Like just taking Mondays, don't take any meetings, put everything together for the rest of the week, and then just execute. Now, and I we, don't think it has to be a whole day. I bet if you just had like not. your first hour or two on Monday, like from eight to 10. I've done that and that didn't quite do it because you keep getting, there's still some bar bombardment that gets going on. So it, those two hours are easily chopped Well, up. maybe not Monday, like eight to 10, cause you're gonna check your emails mm -hmm. after the weekend, but maybe it's nine to 11. Is yeah, the, give yourself this, some time. You to, give yourself one hour of email to make sure nothing crazy happened over the weekend. And then from nine to 11, it's organizing your week effectively. 
and prioritizing effectively. And maybe just that time block could transform the remainder of the week. I wonder how many of the viewers and listeners have like a, a, a list of the things that they're doing and a list of the things that they want to do in the near term and a list of the things that they want to do in the long term, like through that EOS program. Because that is another way of, of making sure, especially in an AD, ADD brain. And we're all an becoming ADD, by the yeah, way, because of technology. Way. Yeah. You want to have, what's working for me is making sure that I have a list of things that I am going to do. Like these are on my list and these have due dates. And then I've got a list of things that need to get done, like in the next quarter or sometime, something like that. And then I've got a long list of, of things that I'd like to do in the future. And then every quarter, review it and move things around a little bit. Because one of the things that gets stressful in business is, um, is you've got all these things that you want to accomplish. And you kind of feel like you got to do it right now or it's never going to get done. But I'm telling you, if you are willing to just take uh, to change your habits a little bit and make three different lists, your to do list and your short term list and your long term list, you never forget anything. You know, and in two months or three or four months, when you go to your long term list and you, you read through some of them, and you're like, no, that was stupid. Take it off. But have a place to have all your stupid ideas so that at least you can uh, move into them a few months down the road and, and make, an, make an assessment as to whether or not they actually deserve to be on your plate or somebody else's plate. Well, I remember when we were with Wistar and we were not doing EOS and the urgent or the shiny object would become a to-do on our weekly. Oh, yeah weekly meetings. And what EOS forced us to do is get honest about what was actually possible in three months and deprioritize things that were not. And when you have too many, you know, important things, then nothing gets fully completed. And that's such a problem. And in our FOMO world, where you're always fear of missing out, that happens a lot. So just this intentionality, I guess if we could leave the audience with one word, or one thought, it's to be intentional about your most important, precious resource, which is your time. Make sure that work doesn't get over-prioritized in your life, because we have teenagers, man. I yeah. mean, it's, and we've worked our butts off, and I mean, I think that we've done a good job balancing it to some extent, but, you know, did, did I put work make work too much of a priority at certain points in my life? Probably. Um, I, I remember one of the best things I ever did, and I talked about it on the show a little bit, is not work Saturdays. Well, I made that one weekend we got a property. No more are we, am I going to work Sundays ever, and I'll, I'm not going to work Saturdays anymore. And then this year, it's been Fridays deprioritizing work, and it's all time management. It's just helping yourself prioritize. I didn't do Saturdays back about seven, eight years ago anymore because I had girls. That I wanted to hang out with. I wanted to live this life with them. And I get to. I've been able to. If you don't do that, man. But then you got to have a conversation about efficiency because mm -hmm. you got to be efficient. Otherwise, if you're not, your company's going to stall out. And, and that's it, what you need to not allow to happen. And it comes down to that really looking at your calendar and managing it in a proactive way and being disciplined about our time. And the technology is designed to steal your time. Marketing, advertising. Even the color videos, schemes. Everything is gonna, it's gonna suck your attention towards and, it. 
I, I, and I'm glad to say that like even Facebook and stuff like that anymore, I'm kind of not on it much. I have to almost force myself to go in there to see what my high school friends, high school kids football career is doing. Well, this is off topic, but we did the mark. Our marketing is doing really well on YouTube and other platforms, but doing terribly on Facebook. And we were asking the team, like, why is it doing so badly? And they're like, no one's on Facebook anymore. Oh. So okay. you might not be alone on that one. Yeah. But anyway, okay, back to calendar management. This is just a friendly reminder. Manage your most pre precious resource. Do it today. Figure out how you're going to manage your weeks. And then you'll have a better business and a better life. If you're looking to save time and maximize your productivity, download our 20-minute time-saving hack for free. The link is in the show notes.